This is Shelby Hansen, and you're listening to episode 26, Dealing with Rejection as a Kidney Transplant Recipient. Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an invisible illness warrior, kidney transplant recipient, mom to four, and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. Hello, my friends. So excited to be with you today. So in the kidney transplant community, there are two types of rejection. There's the fear of rejection from your family, your peers, doctors, and anyone else in your life. And there's fear of rejection of your transplanted kidney. Today, I'm going to be talking about the second one, the fear of rejection of your transplanted kidney, being scared of your kidney rejecting. This happens to many people over the course of their transplant journey. Some people do only get one kidney and they never experience a rejection. That does happen. But Many of you will face an acute rejection or a chronic rejection of your transplant. If one of those things happens to you, you might have new symptoms in your body, like fatigue, nausea, swelling, or weight loss, to name a few. Or you might have no symptoms at all. It might just show up in your lab work. Rejection can be pretty silent. The part of rejection that is painful is the fear of the present and of the future, and what might or might not happen to you. If you experience any form of rejection, you might be headed towards dialysis or a new transplant. Even though it might feel like it, rejection, dialysis, or another transplant are not the worst things that can happen. You might think that it's pain or death that's the worst thing. But I'm here to tell you that truly the worst thing that can happen is how you will feel about any of those things happening, about any of those circumstances. Now, I'm not saying this to be heartless, and it took me a long time to get my head around this concept, but it's so true. Pain can be very difficult to manage. Believe me, I've lived with chronic pain since I was 14. But how you feel about the pain, kidney rejection, or even your eventual death is what is creating your experience for you. Being afraid of death can create so much turmoil and pain. I saw this happen when I worked at an acute care hospital years ago as a speech language pathologist. There were people who were not okay with being close to death, understandably so and their family wasn't okay with it. Even though their loved one's body was giving out, so many of these families were fighting against the reality that it was time for their loved one to pass away. And again, there's no judgment, but it was really difficult to watch when that happened. And I contrast it with the family members who were at peace, knowing their loved one had lived their life and it was time for that life to come to an end. There was a calm, loving presence, even though the situations were pretty similar. Both family members were getting close to death. It was whether they were accepting 
the reality of the situation or fighting against it. Now, neither way was right. Each family experienced what they needed to. However, for me personally, when I think about rejection or anything that could go wrong with my transplant, things changed for me the moment I made peace with how I die. So how is that possible? So we know everybody on this earth is going to die. Think about it. Many people have died before they're even born. Many more die at birth. Children are in accidents or have cancer. Adults have illnesses or accidents too. No one gets out of here alive. I know this is kind of a heavy subject, but there's a beauty in making peace with your future. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't fight to stay alive. If it's your time to fight to stay alive, you better fight. And I will be there with you the whole way. It's just that thinking that no one should die or that you shouldn't die is simply arguing with reality. At some point, we're all going to die. And as Byron Katie puts it, when you argue with reality, you lose. But only 100% of the time. Death is supposed to happen. We are supposed to die. Now, being afraid of dying and living every day with that fear is a choice. And I chose because I was, I was so afraid of dying young or that my transplanted kidney would stop working. I chose to create in my mind a version of how I die. And I'm not alone because I was actually in a room just recently when I was at the mastermind with another life coach who was a cancer survivor. And it was so fascinating to me because she had used the same strategy that I had, and we didn't know each other. And we both had come to the conclusion that it was just really hard to live with this everyday fear of, for her, the cancer coming back, for me, the fear of rejection or something going wrong with my transplant. And the worst case scenario, of course, in both of our minds is that we died or that we lived with something that was very challenging for a great deal of years. But we had both come to this version of coming to peace with what our deaths look like. So right now, I don't know what my death looks like, but when I am spinning out in fear about what my death looks like, it's creating fear in my present right now. And that's not driving my best actions. So a few years ago, I decided I'm going to create how I die. And I am the one that creates my future. And I get to experience that future right now every time I think about it. So you can decide today how what your death will look like, but I'll tell you a little bit about mine. Because in my future, I decided that when I'm 80 with this original kidney transplant that I have that I received when I was 35, that it's been working just fine all these years. And I hold my husband's hand and go to bed and I die peacefully holding his hand. Now, some of you might think this is really silly, but I cannot tell you how much creating that new story has brought me peace. In my mind, that creates peace around my death. And you might think I'm strange for talking about this kind of thing, but stay with me for a minute because what I was doing before was letting my mind go wild on all of the scenarios of what could happen when my kidney stopped working and I died young. I have no control over whether this scenario is going to come to pass or if it's going to be true. 
but I do have control of the experience I'm creating for myself right now. One of those scenarios brings me terror and distrust, and the other one brings me abundance and calm and peace. You know which one I want to pick, because the truth is, I could get hit by a bus this afternoon. You literally have no control over when you will die. So I take the control back in my mind by creating a future that I get to experience now. So when you think of your kidney rejecting, recognize the way that you're thinking about it and how it's either bringing some fear or maybe some other emotion for you. If you're in chronic rejection right now, How can you bring peace to this situation with your body and your mind? If I were in that situation, I'd let myself feel any fear in my body, just as I've talked about processing and allowing emotions in previous episodes. And then once I've let the fear exist in my body, then I decide what I want to focus on that day. If I were on dialysis after a kidney rejection, I'd allow myself to feel any physical pain or discomfort without fighting it. This is something that I've been doing for years. Anytime I feel an uncomfortable emotion, I mean, un- physically uncomfortable, also uncomfortable emotions, but a physical discomfort, I drop into my body. I recognize that my body is the source of the pain. And so I just let myself feel that pain. Now, You could take it or leave it. If this doesn't work for you, that's fine. But I just want to offer you that there's alternatives of what you can do. So I, what I would do personally is I would let myself feel any physical pain or discomfort and not fight against it because fighting against it is elevating my nervous system reaction. It's getting me into fight or flight. It's getting me in such a more fear-based state of mind that it is preventing the relaxation and the acceptance of what's happening and allowing my body to move forward. And then I generate compassion for myself and my experience. I'd again, allow myself to relax into any uncomfortable emotions. And then I'd ask myself what I'd like to create with my current reality. I follow a Facebook page that's so fascinating to me. It's called Living on Dialysis, I think. And it's this page with this husband and wife that shows all of the amazing things that she still does while on dialysis. And I have not personally been on dialysis, so I have not experienced that. But So in my mind, that unknowing of what dialysis could be like is so scary. And seeing other people and having a physical representation of what their life is right now while they're living what in my mind seems like the worst case scenario, it takes away the fear. And they're brutally honest on that page. Like there is no sugarcoating it that it's like, oh, dialysis, now you can do whatever you want. No, they use what resources they need to, to overcome their obstacles, overcome their challenges, but not let dialysis run their entire life. Now they're in a position to be able to do that. Some people are not, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I just want to see examples of what is possible and what I could potentially create if I needed to. So we get so scared of the unknown because when you're faced with a difficult situation in real time, you actually have a lot more information to help you guide your decisions. When you're spinning out in confusion about the future, 
you can't really solve anything, number one, because there's not an actual problem there. And number two, because you don't know the entirety of the situation that you'll be in. So just notice if what if you're doing what I like to term future tripping, and if it involves catastrophes, because I've been involved in a number of catastrophes from living 100 miles away from Fukushima when the tsunami knocked down the nuclear power plant to running outrunning a hurricane on a cruise ship in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. Or the time I helped my dad sail through a thunderstorm and took the entire rigging down by myself on our 26-foot McGregor when I was nine years old. And in being married to an active duty Air Forceman, having four kids, being pregnant and kidney failure, I've had some experience in catastrophes. The truth is that the majority of your life is not a catastrophe. So notice if you're living in constant chaos that's being created by your mind. Because in each of those scenarios, the situations that I mentioned before, I was able to move forward in them because I knew so many more of the pieces and the variables because I was living it right then. My focus got really short and I was able to do the next step in each of those scenarios. Now, when I go back and look at it, I honestly wasn't even scared while it was happening until after each one of them was over and I could see what could have happened. Then I started to get scared. So what do you do when you fear your transplanted kidney rejecting? Listen to your fear and decide if it's something that you need to pay attention to. Is there some way that you could take care of yourself better? Or is it just your brain giving you a false alarm? Is your brain causing panic with your fear-causing thoughts about an unknown future that you don't know all the variables about? Because if it is, you can accept this, allow it, and then change your experience if you want to. If that feels good to you, you get to be mad. You get to be sad. You get to be upset. You get to experience every human emotion. None of them is right or wrong, but you telling yourself that you shouldn't feel how you do is wrong and your body knows it too. That's why it feels so painful to believe a lie. Telling yourself you shouldn't be mad when you are mad about your situation is arguing with reality. And like I said, with that Byron Katie quote, you can argue with the reality of you being mad and feeling like you shouldn't be, but in the end, you're still mad. So why not allow and accept yourself, allow yourself to be angry or feel however you want to feel about the situation. It's the very first step in healing yourself emotionally. It's being blatantly honest with yourself and knowing that you can trust you to take care of yourself no matter what. So if you're going through a hard time right now, or you're afraid of your transplant failing or rejecting, Know that you are not alone and that there is an answer. Let yourself feel any emotion that you're experiencing, even fear. Because when you feel fear, it somehow isn't that scary. So weird, huh? And when you allow yourself to feel those emotions, instead of keeping them bottled up or under wraps, 
you're actually creating more room for the good feeling emotions to come in too. If you're still needing help to unpack your fear or your feelings around your transplant experience, hop on a call with me today and I would love to help you out with that. It's what I do best. Now go have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating beauty wherever you go.